So I spoke in a previous episode about pivotal moments, moments in time when you chose a particular bath or things changed for you. I was just thinking about that this evening and what came to mind and thinking about when I could remember the first time that possibly happened for me. And I was, I think, in my mid... Gosh, I think I was sort of late 20s probably by then. Late 20s, I might even have been in my early 30s. And living overseas and... I'd been seeing a naturopath for various reasons um, and um, who had been recommended to me by a friend. And I really didn't know much about naturopaths. I just, this friend had had a particular problem and uh, the doctors hadn't been able to help and uh, this naturopath had. So I was in a similar, similar situation. So I thought, why not? Let's give it a whirl. And I went to see this gentleman and I'd been seeing him on and off for um, a few months and things were working really well. And then one day when I went to visit him and uh, he just sat, he just looked at me. I mean, I just sat down in his office and he just looked at me and said, where's where's all your anger coming from? And I can remember looking back at him and saying, Well what do you mean? I'm not I'm not I'm not feeling angry. And uh, he said, Debbie, where's where's your anger coming from? And then I started talking about a particular issue. I had my own business at the time and I was having a really difficult time with one of the directors who um, tried to take the company from underneath me, and but that again is a whole other story. Um, and I was very angry about that and very hurt, actually. And um, it had been resolved, um, and he had left the company. But it was it was very, yeah. I found it a very difficult time, very very hurtful, and. Um, the naturopath said, after I recounted all of this, and he said, well, I, I can't help you until you've, you, you've dealt with your anger. And I said, well, what do I do? And he recommended me to actually go and see his wife, who was um, who practised aura balancing. Well, I'd never heard of aura balancing. Um, no idea what that was, but because he had said that I needed to get it sorted and recommended her, I thought, well, OK, let's, let's do it. And so I found myself in her office a week later and her asking me, now, why are you here? And I said, well, because your husband told me to come to see you. Um... And explained that, you know, he has said that I was angry. And she asked me a question which, to the best of my knowledge, is the first time anybody had asked me the question. And bearing in mind I was late 20s, early 30s at this point. And she turned around to me and she said, well, how does that make you feel? And I said, what? And she said, well... He says you're angry. How how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel inside? And um, 
I, I couldn't answer her question. And she said to me, um, she gave me a treatment and then she said to me, well, go home, I'll see you in a week's time. And uh, during the week, think of any other times in your life when you felt the same way. And I can remember going away and um, being very confused by what she was asking me to do because I, I didn't know what she meant by... F- by how I felt inside, you know, the how how being angry made me feel inside. I didn't know what she meant. Anyway, a week later, and I don't consciously remember thinking about anything in terms of prepping um, for the next meeting with her. And I sat down in her chair, and she said, "Right, have you have you thought about what I asked you to think about over the week?" And I was in the process of saying to her, well, actually, no, I haven't really thought of anything, when I burst into tears. And um, she said to me, what, what, what's that, what are the tears about? And seriously, they came out of nowhere. I, I had no idea they were coming. And it it seems that it was about when I was a teenager, when I was uh, 16, um, and wanting to go to art college. Uh, I didn't want to do A-levels, I wanted to go to art college because that's all I wanted to do. And um, I had been told by my art teacher that I could go to um, art college with... um, a certain number of O-levels, and I could do a year's foundation, and then if I successfully passed the year's foundation, then I could apply and go on and do a degree. And so that was that. That's all I wanted to do, so I was leaving at 16. But my parents wouldn't let me. Um, it was all about, you know, well, how are you going to earn a living with art? How are you going to earn a living with painting? Um, you know, it takes a good, you know, a really, really talented person to... Um, to make any money from painting you've got nothing to fall back on to so you need to do your A-levels la 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 and so I ended up staying on to do A-levels and then uh, went to do a foundation course did my degree and I can remember feeling really cheated out of two years because I hated every minute of being uh, doing A-levels at school, really hated it, I didn't want to be there, um, but did it, and remembering how hurt I was, and how upsetting it was, um, and that this is what came out all these years later, you know, you're talking a good 10, 12 years later, I was married, two children, um, had run two business and was continuing to run a business and this hurt and pain and anger went right back to when I was 16 and I had no idea that that was inside and um, it made me think that you know what else was there about myself that I didn't know you know what other feelings had I um, suppressed and hidden from myself um and that that really was the start of a 
of a journey I went on and did some more balancing, saw the naturopaths on a reasonably regular basis that um, spurred my interest in alternative health. Um, my third daughter had um, very bad, developed very bad asthma after she had pneumonia and um, I found homeopath um, and in the UK and that completely um, brought me in line with homeopathy's treatments um, because when I took her to see him, you know, she was on steroids, she was on, you know, inhalers were coming um, more and more heavily used by her. You know, most nights we, I had to steam up the bathroom so that she could breathe. Um, it was very difficult. Um, took her to the homeopath and uh, she was three and a half, I think. And uh, he prescribed a remedy for her, uh, tuberculinum actually. And she took that remedy and she never took another inhaler. Not one. It was remarkable, absolutely remarkable. And to this day, she's never taken another inhaler. Every so often, um, if she's... Uh, feeling a bit under the weather or she's got a bit of a cough then you know she takes her remedy again her constitutional which is tuberculinum and uh, and then she's okay so the naturopath to the homeopath the homeopath during uh, all my recovered memories um, from the time I was 45 recovering memories of abuse as a child um, from birth through to early 20s. Um, horrendous, horrendous um, things. But during all of that time, although I've had a clinical psychologist as a therapist during that time, I've never taken any uh, pharmaceuticals, no medication at all, apart from homeopathic remedies of various different ones depending on uh, what was needed at the time and um, yeah when you look back on it you just think well what a journey what a journey from that you know initial uh, well I'll, I'll, I'll go and see this guy because he helped somebody else and you know she just had a, a, a just she had a, a, a skin problem and, you know, from that chance meeting, from that, that pivotal moment of thinking, OK, well, I'll go and see him about, you know, um, various sinus issues that I had. Um, and him making such a difference to that, um, that you then go on and look at something else and then your attention gets taken by something else. And so it goes on and the journey is just incredible. And I'm so grateful for it. Because the um, support that I've had over the last 18 years since I've recovered my memories with from the homeopath and the clinical psychologist and my personal trainer, personal trainer all sounds very 
Um, and I don't want it to be sound money orientated because it's not. I've just been very fortunate to be able to have done that. Um, which is why in a previous episode I talk about consistency of care and um, how people need to have that in the health system for as long as they need it. You know, it's not a six-week, a six-session fix. It just doesn't work like that. And that's hugely important for me to get over to people and, and, and certainly to the authorities and the health system because, you know, victims, people who um, have experienced um, awful things or, or and have mental health issues um, because of experiences or for whatever reason, you know, they need care for as long as they need care. And it should be about their choice um, to have the care for as long as they need it, not the healthcare system's choice or the insurance company's choice. It should be about the person's choice to engage in that care and in that welfare and to um, for them to know when they feel they need it. So, so I guess... It, it's one of those things, maybe just um, for yourself, just look back over the years and see when something which might have been quite seemingly insignificant might have been a changing moment in your life that if you hadn't had that appointment or made that appointment or spoken to that person, things might have been very different. very different and um, certainly for my part I'm, I'm thankful for the choices that I've made. Thanks for listening.